0: And welcome to Sweet 1111. Uh, I'm Trice Brown, multimedia editor, and I'm here today with Callie Stanford. Hi. And we're going to talk about uh, your story that you wrote. Uh, When
1: did that come out again? It came out this week. September 29th.
0: I don't remember what day that was. I believe
1: that was Tuesday.
0: Okay, well, we're going to talk about um, that story, uh, how the Carlson brothers kicked their way into Auburn history. Really cool feature, by the way. Thank you. Uh, And we'll talk about that in just a second. Hey, this is Collins Keith, podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, uh, Callie, um, you wrote this story. How, I guess before we get started, how did, how did you write this story? Like, what all, like, went into that? Because talking to athletes is generally pretty difficult, so trying to find a way to write a story about them is always, it just, I've never done it because I'm not a sports writer, but it seems truly terrible.
1: It was, so I texted, I had this idea in the shower and I texted our editor, Jake, when he was still here. And I was like, Hey, Jake, put my name on this story idea. Somebody's <laughs> got to write it eventually. And he's like, literally start sending emails like right now. And I was like, Oh, okay. And <laughs> I've never, I started with Plainsman in January, like mid COVID. So I had never done a one-on-one interview with somebody. So I emailed the Raiders. I get an email like immediately after. And they were like, yeah, here's this phone number. He's going to reach out to you. Daniel called me like the next day oh like my God. super nice and was like hey I'm on a car ride when do you want to talk so I left I was leaving class and I was like yeah I'll get with you in a few minutes and we did our little interview while he was driving and it was no great. way he was super nice it was like the most convenient thing ever like mm-hmm. the Raiders, Got me in context super fast. Yeah.
0: And Daniel is the older brother who is no longer at Auburn, right? Yes.
1: Daniel has graduated. He is in the NFL at the moment. And then little brother Anders is still here.
0: Well, so you interviewed an NFL player before you interviewed a auburn athlete
1: <laughs> literally yes i was like i'm doing nfl interviews before i even do like auburn football
0: that's terrifying it
1: was really scary because i started in the spring so i had not done football and i was like suddenly i'm literally interviewing a starting nfl player <laughs> this is terrifying
0: <laughs> that's awesome okay uh so i guess now i guess to really get started let i want to go all the way back uh, as far as we can to where the it all starts right because the whole like um the concept behind this story is that, you know, they've been here for like a total of like, what, nine years
1: together? I think this is num- year number nine, because next year could be a whole decade.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is insane. So I guess almost a decade ago, how did uh, the older brother, Daniel, get started in Auburn football?
1: So there's this really typical progression For soccer players in high school where they'll get pulled into football when a team has a need. So the brothers, the Carlson brothers, they're from Colorado Springs and a coach calls their dad. He's like, hey guys, we need a kicker. I know y'all play soccer. So Daniel gets into it. He starts kicking. And as we all know about Gus Malzahn's approach to football, special teams is a big emphasis so the family had really close ties to Alabama, but as we know about Nick Saban, he doesn't really place an emphasis on special teams. So Daniel, way back in the day, did not get a scholarship offer from Nick Saban, mm. which we're not sad about that, <laughs> because then he comes to Auburn. Gus treats him really well. He goes on some good visits, and he comes to Auburn in 2013 as a redshirt freshman, which was mm. Gus's first team as yeah. or first year as head coach so for the team
0: could you explain a little bit what a retro freshman is because personally <laughs> i have no idea
1: so basically it was created for like it's really intended for players with injuries, so they'll come in, say you've torn an ACL or something, mm-hmm. and your recovery is going to be really slow. You take a red shirt, and you just don't play for a year. So basically, it maintains your full eligibility, but you're still on the team. So like okay. in 2013, Daniel wasn't playing, but he was on the roster. Okay. So it's just a way to hold your place, basically. Okay, cool.
0: Um, so what were his years here like? Like, How did he perform? What was his like progression like? <laughs> All of that. Could you explain that for us?
1: So, 2013, when Daniel was redshirted, was the year of insanity where Auburn makes a national championship run. So we get through that. That was crazy. And then in 2014, I mean, he jumped right into his success. Auburn has a spring game, and he was literally like special teams MVP for a day. So as a freshman, he was immediately successful. He kicked in all the games, and he actually punted that year usually Auburn doesn't have overlap between a place kicker and a punter. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was kind of wild. And, um, he was just incredibly successful, very consistent. Um, both of brothers are known for their length. So like if it was, if it was under 50, they very comfortably would send one of them out there. So he was very, very successful at any and all lengths. He won a few games by himself Mm -hmm. and, um, some pretty like noticeable results from that. He was a Lou Groza finalist three years in a row, mm. I believe. So, so, what is
0: the Lou Groza Award? I don't really know anything.
1: It's about a it. national place kicker recognition. Um, mm. We all know the Heisman. Like, there's all these awards that everybody's familiar with, but the Lou Groza Award is like the standard for kickers. So, him okay. being recognized as a finalist more than once is just crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Ultimately, at the end of his career, and you can look it up to this day, he is the highest scoring player in the SEC. Not like highest scoring kicker, any of that. He is like the highest scorer,
0: really. So not
1: like Bo Jackson, not one of those Alabama quarterbacks. Those people. It's a, it's our little kicker. Just no way. All the way up there, and I just think that's the coolest thing ever because we, you know, other teams kind of take advantage of kickers. They're just kind of off to the side. But, like, here at Auburn, we've placed a lot of emphasis on it. And, like, I think that's a really cool recognition for his success.
0: Okay, so um, remind me again, when, like, what were the years that Daniel was at Auburn?
1: So Daniel starts in 2013. He gets a red shirt and Mm -hmm. then... He's alone here until 2017 when Anders arrives.
0: So, those three years were the years that he got... uh, He was a finalist for the Lou Award. I
1: believe so.
0: Okay. And... Anders shows up in 2017 or 2018?
1: Anders shows up in 2017, but he was red-shirted because why do you need to use Anders when you have Daniel on the team? Right. So he just takes a red shirt to preserve some eligibility, and Daniel keeps doing his thing.
0: So, yeah, we've talked a lot about... Daniel's progression and like entrance into football what was Anders doing during that time do they have similar stories or like how how does that work
1: so I asked that question because again they're both soccer players and um, Daniel basically pulled Anders into it with his like once he started playing Anders was just around it got interested like you do with what your siblings are doing. Mm -hmm. So basically the same thing. And they were far enough apart. They never played together in high school. So they did what they did here at Auburn. It was just Daniel played. Daniel took over the starting role at the high school. And then Anders came up right behind him and did the same thing.
0: That's so cool. There's like a little Mm -hmm. like echo.
1: Yes. (laughs) Because I thought it was really funny. I was like, so did y'all ever play together back in Colorado? And he was like, no, we never overlapped.
0: Wow. So
1: they're finally competing now.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so you know they've never like you said. As you said, you know, as back in Colorado, they never played together. Um, but now they're kind of they're around each other a lot more, and they're kind of they're not exactly at the same level, are they?
1: That's a great question because you can look at all these numbers from when Daniel was at Auburn and Mm -hmm. Anders is in Auburn and you'll see videos of them kicking in their free time and you're like, yeah, they're at the same level. And Daniel, when I talked to him, he kind of agrees. He said they're finally reaching a level where they're actually competing with each other when he spends time in Auburn. He said they kick against each other, see (sighs) who can kick it longer. So I think they're finally at a point their careers have gone on long enough that their mm-hmm. their skill levels are about the same.
0: Wow, that's amazing. It's crazy. Okay. So um, we've talked a lot about, you know, what Daniel uh, has been up to and Andre's progression into Auburn football. But what were Andre's years like at Auburn so far?
1: So he's done a lot. We're looking to see some better things this year his um his field goal percentage is what I like to notice the most. I don't have exact numbers in front of me, mm-hmm. but um, I would call it like an exponential increase because Daniel to me was more consistent, but Anders I think he started with about a sixty percent completion rate, and I know last year he was just over ninety oh, so wow. He's just about near perfect, which is super fun to watch. Like, I know last season, everybody in the student section, I think it was like Arkansas or South Carolina. We watched Mm -hmm. him win the game in the rain. So that completion percentage to me is just crazy. And I think it'll – and Daniel agreed. I asked him if he thought it would increase this year, and he absolutely thinks that Anders can at least get there again. Wow. So in terms of like Coach Harson sending him out to get it done, Mm -hmm. he can. His numbers have – very easily proven that.
0: Yeah, so you're saying that he started like back in um, 2017, 20, 20, or 2018 at, when he was not a red shirt, um, was when he he said he had like a 50% uh, completion rate? I'm pulling rate?
1: it up right now. Okay. okay. So 2018, we're looking at 60. Okay. And then 2019, up to 72. So like a little bit. Yeah. And then, oh, there's already 2021 numbers <gasps> on here. So he was at 90.91. For 2020, which, to be fair, it wasn't all SEC season, so it was a little shorter. Mm-hmm. But that's incredible. Like, that's just crazy. And now for 2020, on just a few attempts, we're at 90. Wow. So he's he's already set the standard.
0: That is insane. So, you know, Anders is doing this now. Uh What is Daniel up to now? You said that he was in the NFL.
1: <laughs> so I chatted with Daniel back in the spring, and... Because that was when I could get in contact with him. It was the off season. Right. So he has a house here in Auburn with his wife and their baby. So basically, he was just spending time with Anders. There wasn't much going on in the world. So they yeah. apparently, they played a lot of tennis together. <laughs> they would go kick at the practice facility that they had access to. So just yeah. time hanging out. And then now the season has started. I believe they're through with game three. And mm-hmm. he is—he won a game the other night in overtime. Mm. So
0: yeah, who does he play for?
1: He plays for the Raiders. He originally started with the Vikings, and it went really bad, really fast, <laughs> quick firing, unfortunately. Aww. But he's now with the Raiders. They have moved to Las Vegas, and I think he's settled in really well because he's he's hitting field goals like he did at Auburn.
0: Awesome. So, um, okay, so I believe that. Um, but, you know, because of uh, COVID, Andres has an extra year of eligibility. Is that correct?
1: He does. He would have a sixth year on the roster between his red shirt freshman year and the COVID year that everybody got given. Yeah. So he probably won't stay. Has a fifth year. You know, he's already graduated from, I think, the College of Business. So he's done here. But he <laughs> could come back. You never know.
0: And if he did, that's where we would hit the decade of that the Carlson would be brothers. the decade you wow. should do it just for that. I
1: know. That, I want to tell him, like, hey, man, just just hang out.
0: Yeah, just stay. Yeah, just hang out, kick a few times. I mean, yeah. come on. Okay, so um, if he doesn't stay here, though, what could his future be?
1: So... If we keep going, at the rate we're going, he'll have a wildly successful season. We know Auburn likes to rely on their kickers. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the year, you'll always have the possibility for a Luke Rosa award. Mm-hmm. Daniel, we saw, was really successful with that. So he could end up getting one of those. And then... Okay naturally you're going to go to the NFL. Yeah. And I I believe Daniel was the first kicker drafted in his year. So kickers aren't going to go very high. That's just how that works. But he will definitely be up for grabs. People will really want to get a hold of him. Okay. Because, I mean, we saw his brother win a game the other night. So, like, the yeah. name means a lot.
0: Right. Um so did did his brother have anything I mean you was in the NFL now did he have anything to like say and like anticipating how his younger brother would fare
1: Daniel definitely thinks he's going to do good his coaches have apparently talked about Anders being cheaper so they could get a little a little higher for Anders yeah. same quality different price so yeah. I thought that was really funny
0: So has um uh, has Anders Ever been the finalist for a Lou Groza award?
1: I don't believe so. I know he's been on the watch list pretty much every time and Mm -hmm. he'll get named all sorts of SEC honors every year, but I don't Mm -hmm. believe he's been a finalist yet. Okay, but. So we'll see.
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. After this season. He
1: better do some great things and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, thank you, Callie. You did a really amazing job on this story. It was a great read. You really organized everything um, super well and I thought it was awesome.
1: Thank you so much. Awesome.
0: Well, from the Auburn Plainsman, this has been Sweet 1111. I'm Trice Brown.
1: And I'm Callie Stanford.
0: And uh, we're signing off. We'll see you next week.